You're listening to Brand to Brand, a not so serious marketing show for serious marketers. With your host, Thomas Sterling. Hey, everybody. Today on the show, we're talking product innovation. We'll take a look at brands like BMW and John Deere to see if they're truly developing the next big thing. All right, let's hit the gas. Back in the studio once again with my lovely co-host, Veronica St. Cyr. How are you, Veronica? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. (laughs) Season two is chugging along, right? We got two done. No, no, we've had one done. This is two. (laughs) It's going so easy, just breezing right through (laughs) it. It's like it already happened. There's just like what 19, 18 more of these, and then we get to take a break and get going to hibernation. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that break, but I'm even more excited about why we're here today. Today we are talking about what I like to call the tech Super Bowl. Or what a lot of people call the Consumer Electronics Show. It is that thing that happens in Vegas every year where people debut the bleeding edge shit. Stuff that honestly seems like it's out of a sci-fi movie. A lot of stuff that sometimes never makes it to production. But a good preview into what could be the not-so-distant future. And you see major brands that are coming forward with all sorts of ways to leverage technology. Have you heard of the Consumer Electronics Show before? I hadn't until we were planning this episode. So I tipped you off? You, you did tip me off. You tipped me <laughs> off. It blew my fucking mind. Beep. Um, it really did. And if you have heard of it or haven't heard of it, first of all, if you've heard of it and you haven't told me, shame on you because I've been walking around not knowing what this was. <laughs> Absolutely mind-blowing. Some of the stuff featured at the 2022 event this year seemed like it should have been the year 3022. That's what it's like every year. Oh, my God. And I every get, year. And you've told me, I get it. I'm ready to see some of these never go to market or maybe not for a while. But, oh, my God, the we've talked a lot on the last season about the future of technology, how it will shape how we do business and live in the society. This future metaverse the where people me- wear metaverse. pajamas every day. Exactly. And everyone's Mark Virtual pajamas. <laughs> um, I, th- some of these inventions are just so futuristic. It's, it's kind of hard to comprehend. And there are so many big ideas. It's the most interesting thing I think now is what's actually going to materialize and eventually become mass adopted. Right. Well, these are like passion projects in some cases. These are brands making innovations, trying to make headlines, showcase what could happen. They haven't necessarily figured out the business case for some of these things. So some of these products are so expensive if they came to mass market or there's just not enough of an audience for them. But it's an opportunity to showcase your brand's prowess and do some really, really cool things that are all possible with today's technology. Although, I did find it interesting where we were digging in how many brands didn't necessarily show up with their products, right? A lot of people presented virtually, mm. obviously, right? Okay, got it. Dog ate the homework. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt. I'm like, they used to bring these really impressive displays uh, with vehicles, and now with it being virtual, it's all really cool video, which with how CGI has also evolved, mm, this thing could fakes. maybe not exist. Deep fakes. We could be witnessing <laughs> the next Theranos of the auto industry and not even know it. <laughs> this car could run on a single drop of gasoline. That's right. <laughs> with that, let's get into it. News team, assemble! 
BMW versus John Deere. I mean, I, I'm just going to take BMW. I don't I don't think you would want it, right? It's yeah, tractors are cool, too, right? I feel too, like it's right? always the person who's riding your ass on the highway. They're in a Beamer, so I'll and take John Deere. Are you behind me in a John Deere going 800 I'm miles an hour? I'm riding the tractor on the road. <laughs> beep, beep. Yeah, I'm taking John Deere because not a brand I hear much about. Don't work on a farm. So it's not something that's in my day-to-day. But I was surprised to see the name John Deere alongside BMW, Mercedes, GMC, Cadillac. Um, It was fascinating learning about what the hell they're doing. But I think before we go into that, we should probably play their pre-promotion commercial for unveiling what we're going to be talking about today. Self-driving was new 20 years ago. Autonomy isn't a concept, and it isn't the future. It's here, today. Join us at CES 2022 for the reveal. In a world where tractors (laughs) talk to you and charge your phone at the same time, John Deere is here. That does not sound like an ad that you think would come from a tractor company. It is like sexy and sleek and elevated. I mean, that's what you got to do to sell tractors these days. Oh, my God. I guess that's so. what you got to do. <laughs> you want to talk about sexy <laughs> BMW. BMW yeah. is a brand on the move, and they're showcasing some really, really cool technology. Technology that's built on the exterior of the car that allows for the exterior of the car to change color. It's using the same technology that we've been utilizing in these ink screen displays. So right now, it's really only changing color from black to white and some grayish hues. But I want to play a quick clip while they describe sort of how this exterior body tech works. BMW Flow technology can benefit our customers in a number of ways. For example, if your battery status is full, in the case of car sharing, if a car is free, if it's clean, if you've lost your car in a parking lot, we can make it flash so you can detect it in your peripheral vision. Third benefit is functional. By changing color, we can change sunlight reflection and thus change the thermal properties of the car. And that's just such an interesting advancement. And you could think about all the practical applications, sort of jokes aside about robbing a bank, you know, changing the color of the car. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. (laughs) I mean, you know, is this something where you leave the car flashing and it's like leaving your blinker on and you get down the road and you realize... (laughs) Oh, you know why they came up with this? It's so when the person in the BMW (laughs) is riding your ass and beeping at you to get out of the fast lane, they can just change the color of their car and zip away. This should literally only be allowed for you to be able to do when you're in a stationary (laughs) position. (laughs) You should not be able to do it to cause trouble. Uh, It is cool, though, thinking about this, and they do not stop there with those innovations. I mean, beyond that, uh, they've made some changes to their sound system um, and some of these models, and and we're talking about sound that bring a next-level in terms of the audio quality, and this is being designed by Hans Zimmer, Credited with Inception, Dune, The Dark Knight, Interstellar, the list goes on. This guy knows audio. Why is that so awesome? 
Why is it so awesome? Well, because they have a theater <laughs> mode that I didn't even tell you about yet. <laughs> but wait, so, there's more. So you can make out in the backseat to your favorite movie with some popcorn, and you get in the back. I know. Nothing like making out with popcorn. Picture yourself <laughs> folding those seats down. The blinds automatically cover the rear window. You know what's funny is the ad is more about if you're a parent driving, you can put a movie on for your kids, and you went completely past the nice family moment. Yeah, you know, driving movie, you know, yeah, yeah. Except you can take it anywhere you want. The lights dim, (laughs) a sound sequence starts. It's just, I mean, really, all of a sudden, theater mode is broadcast across the back. And it's just a transformative experience. And it just shows those parents that are suddenly throwing iPads at kids and Mm. saying, keep yourself busy. Now, I mean, now you got you got a real theater back there. And what's cool is the way that the partitions or privacy screens actually come down when you engage theater mode. Uh, it also, if you are on the move and you have a kid in the back seat, it does not actually show through the car and distract any other drivers in the road. But can you hear it, though? In the front seat? I would love to Because are you just distracted the whole time in the front seat? Yeah, of course. You can hear the soundtrack to Dune just like punching you in the I still got to watch that movie. I'm just (laughs) hearing nothing but great things. So tell me a little bit about John Deere. Born in Vermont. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. I don't know that much about John Deere. Shout out. Well, I know too much about John Deere now, so let me tell you. I got one in my garage (laughs) that doesn't work. Can you fix it? (laughs) No, and we will talk about that. (laughs) So a big thing in farming has always been, or in agriculture, doing more with more, more horsepower. Of course, just like the way the world's evolving, it's all about doing more with less. Mm. So thanks to technology, a company like John Deere is now able to innovate. What John Deere has innovated is a fully autonomous tractor. Yes, that's a tractor. Are you that kidding does me? Does not need a driver that you can drop in the field somewhere, set a geofence, turn it on, and trust, hopefully, that it's not going to run anybody over and it's only going to be farming what you want it to. That's amazing. It's is it does it look like a Roomba that just kind of bumps into stuff? Does is it does it figure it out? Do you plot it in advance? How does that work? You I know, can just picture like you're like in the house and then you see the the tractor coming closer into the front window and then it drives into the bottom. It's the wall. Like, oh sorry, it had a it had a software bug. You know, it actually <laughs> looks exactly like a regular tractor and it has a driver's seat. And a steering wheel. Like it just. Talk about doing more with less, but doing more with the same. Sounds (laughs) like to me. Like, okay, so they have a seat for the driver. <laughs> Just like in Does case. the driver sit there? No, I thought, no, it's fully autonomous. Do but they have any promotion around this that I could listen to? They do, they do. I think we can listen to uh, the opening of their, um, their presentation at the CES event this year. In an industry of variability, farmers deserve every advantage they can get. Combining their intuition and experience with technologies like AI, automation, machine learning, and cloud computing, farmers can make informed decisions that set them up for success. I just I got to stop there because I saw a farmer with an iPad in the middle of a field, <laughs> and I feel like this is they're pushing it a little bit. But the story here is something that's really powerful: massive population yeah. growth. Yeah. And how do we feed all those people? Talk about a mission-driven purpose. Mm. Feeding the world, just that old small thing. Uh, yeah, so this tractor, it features six pairs of stereo cameras, which enable a 360-degree obstacle detection. 
and calculation of distance. All farmers really need to do with this technology is simply transport the actual machine to where it needs to be and then configure it, set kind of a geofence. I think they said within, it's like one inch or something of a, of a margin of error. Wow. What does something like this go for? Looks like the listing price will be between three hundred and five hundred thousand. And do we know what that compares to a conventional model? I mean, that doesn't. I, these these tractors are already pretty expensive. Well, so, I mean, I don't know. Is that there's actually a movement now that's tied to a scandal that John Deere is actually in, where Ooh, you love have a, love a good scandal. Yeah, you have farmers who are actually opting to go away from the technology and actually purchase at auction. They're they're flying off the auction shelves. <laughs> Um, old tech, like tractors with nothing in it because John Deere has made it really difficult to access any kind of diagnostic software to actually fix these tractors. So you're telling me that same company that we just played the video for that just sounded so aspirational and beautiful that was looking out for the common man isn't looking out for the common man? That's kind of what's happening right now. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Uh, The company has been pretty wishy on right to repair. It is really a movement for access to diagnostic software to fix equipment yourself. Meaning, if you're a farmer in the middle of nowhere, you don't have to drive or tow your tractor or your equipment hundreds of miles to a John Deere or a dealership to get it serviced. You could service it yourself, which a lot of the time these farmers rely on. The company has repeatedly said that it supports right to repair and that its customers are free to fix John Deere products as they wish. However, these tractors are notoriously difficult to fix. I would assume an autonomous tractor would be even more difficult to fix. So farmers have actually learned basic hacking techniques just to keep them running. We're going to hook my laptop up to this combine and try to get codes out of it, I guess. I would say what I'm doing is hacking. Farms today use a tremendous amount of technology. DeerMage claims that you only really have the license to use their software. And for someone to say they own the software pretty much takes away the, the whole viability of the entire tractor or a piece of equipment. The only person that can repair those tractors to a great extent is the dealership. Hearing that clip and thinking about it, um, you know, obviously it's a really, really hard situation, Mm -hmm. a tough situation and something that you're not just going to see with John Deere if we zoom out. You're just going to see that across the whole auto industry. So back to BMW and its color changing paint. They're talking about this new shade changing e-ink body paint that's going to be on and is on these sort of concept versions of their iX electric car vehicles. And it's so much more than that. I mean, you're talking about brands that are talking about haptic uh, feedback uh, chairs for the metaverse and wireless headphones that beam audio into your ears. Brands like Mercedes. Mercedes debuted the Mercedes Vision EQXX. This is an EV concept designed from the ground up and has a range, according to their data, of 625 miles on a charge. It's lightweight, bionic structure, a slippery exterior design, and clever thermal I management. did not call this car slippery. I borrowed that language from the internet. Well, but it's slippery does, and combined with their that... recycled interior materials. Recycled interior materials. It feels like that was a reoccurring thing that kept coming up with these um, automobile manufacturers specifically. Um, You have the Cadillac Interspace also has tires made of soybean oil and rice husk based silica. What do you think that smells like after a burnout? (laughs) Challenge you to a race. (laughs) 
Did you hear that Sony is gearing up to launch a line of electric cars? No. Like, I feel like if this was a card Wait, game. Like Sony, Sony? <laughs> yeah, Sony. Like, I feel like if this was a card game and you presented the cars and it was like, you know, pick one of the four or whatever. Sony. Equally surprising, the Apple car. A lot of people have heard about it. They keep pushing the date out. Now we're hearing Apple insiders have shared 2025. We'll see if it actually happens because Apple has been working on this along with autonomous vehicles for over a decade. So really, really interesting things that are coming to market. And have you ever heard of Lucid? No. Lucid is another car manufacturer that did a Super Bowl ad last year. And they are coming for a luxury EV market. Wow. We're talking fancier Teslas in their brand positioning. I would argue the <laughs> Teslas still look better, but that's just my opinion. Needless to say, it is becoming a more and more crowded space. And I heard Walmart's coming out with one. No. No, I mean... Oh, God, I got so mad. <laughs> and now for something completely different. So today we got a chance to think about what a not-so-distant future could look like. Having followed events like CES for years, many of these awesome ideas never actually make it to production. But what they usher in often changes the game. How do we put this to work? Well, for each of our brands, we need to be thinking about what these technologies and changes can mean for our business. And ideally, we need to be ahead. We need to be at the forefront of what these changes can mean for our industry. Things like industry conferences, our own versions of the Tech Super Bowl, Consumer Electronics Show, as I've been calling it, uh, are great ways to see what others are doing in your industry. Meetups, peer groups are great ways to stay on the pulse of what's going on. Trade publications are being replaced with Discord chats and channels where people are discussing topics in Reddit. The list goes on. Finally, there's all sorts of new audio slash video groups out there like Clubhouse and a not-so-distant future. LinkedIn is going to be dropping LinkedIn audio. All great ways for us to be able to create community and a lot of this stuff is still happening virtually, so you can kind of do it from anywhere. And with the pace of technology, you need to be staying at the forefront of what's coming so that you don't get disrupted. Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS reports. So if we had to take anything away from the show today... Other than putting a cover sheet on your TPS report. Yes, obviously <laughs> it's a new thing. It's a new inner office policy that we're doing. We're trying to get work done here. <laughs> it would be John Deere is making a farmer free Roomba. Your Roomba's in my yard. <laughs> I'd have to say it's if you are putting blinders on and you're not consuming all of the amazing advances that are happening in technology, some that are today, some that are in the not-so-distant future, you are asleep at the wheel. And this stuff's really cool. So it should be easy to keep up on this. You can't be asleep at the wheel, though, with how some of this technology That's true. Going. Some of it will drive you home either way. <laughs> and with that, we're out, folks. Thanks so much for listening to the Brand to Brand podcast. Subscribe and share to unlock your platinum membership. <laughs> Just kidding. That doesn't exist, but we'd really appreciate it. <laughs>